everyone, and welcome back to the Be The Benchmark podcast, the podcast for strong moms raising fierce daughters. Once again, I'm coming at you with an episode that I recorded as a podcast and a Facebook Live. So if you prefer the video format, feel free to log on to Be The Benchmark on Facebook and check it out there. Otherwise, I hope you enjoy. Hello, Benchmark. It is Friday evening, and it is a beautiful evening, and I hope you guys are having a great night. I'm so glad that you're here with me or that you're listening on the replay. Uh, from yesterday's podcast slash Facebook Live, I had a question from my friend Laura that's actually a question I've received many times in the past seven years, and that is, how did you come up with the name Be The Benchmark? Where did that come from? What is that... How, is, how does the significance of that you know, come into play? And to tell that story, I have to go back to high school, a long way back. So I went to Belleville High School down in Southern Illinois, my freshman, sophomore year of high school. And then we moved to a small town called Nashville, Illinois. And we didn't even technically live in Nashville. We lived outside of Nashville. But in any case, we went there junior, senior year. And during my junior, senior year, when I'm starting to think about colleges and what I'm gonna major in in school and things like that, I had this really great teacher for accounting. And accounting was just a elective that we could take. So it wasn't required. It was, I got to take art, I was in choir. I, and so I was also taking accounting and I really enjoyed it. It was like a bookkeeping class that I was taking and I took two years of it actually. I took it both junior and senior year and I kind of decided during that class, I liked the teacher, I enjoyed the projects we worked on. It wasn't like super fulfilling, but it was fun because it was a small class and I really enjoyed the teacher. And I started to really see like accounting could really produce a lucrative career for me. And prior to this point, the only thing I had really wanted to be was president of the United States when I was very young. I'd wanted to be an orthodontist at one point, even though I never had braces or orthodonture. I just thought that sounded interesting, I guess, but I'd grown out of that. And I'd considered obviously uh, being a singer on Broadway, obviously. Uh, so none of those really seemed to be panning out or were the best suggestion. And so I had decided, you know what, I'm gonna go to school to be an accountant. So I applied to the University of Illinois, business school, number one like accounting school in the nation. So I was like, duh, and I got accepted. It was amazing. So I envisioned myself uh, going through school in four years, being recruited to one of the top five accounting firms, living in Chicago or New York, having a high powered job in a huge glass building with like awesome power suits every day and high heels and my own secretary. Like this was the life that I envisioned for myself when I was uh, kind of finishing up high school. That was what I was gonna do because that in my head was that is success, that is the route that I wanna take, that is money, that is security, that is all the things that I want out of life. So I came to the University of Illinois and I started in my econ and my accounting and my finance classes. And they were fine, but they were really hard. And that was kind of a slap in the face for someone who had pretty much skated through high school. 
And I couldn't decide if they were hard because I didn't have great study habits, which I didn't because I had never needed them before, or if they were hard because it was what I wasn't meant to do, which I think was also part of the situation. And so it took me a while to kind of come to this conclusion, but eventually I did decide that I needed to change majors. And I kept looking at all these kids in the humanities and history and English and uh, those types of subjects. And I was like, that all really comes naturally to me. It seems easy. And I looked at people that were often in my major and I'm like, some of this comes really easily to them. Maybe, just maybe, I'm wired differently than them and I should be taking those classes that seem quote unquote easy, not because they're easy, but because that's how I learn and that's the things that are interesting to me and that's the way my mind works. And so I really had to swallow a big pill of humility to kind of make this switch and say like, this is not for me because part of me was looking at it like this is a failure. I'm a failure for having uh, not done as well in these classes and for it being so hard and, uh, you know, coming to the U of I just, you know, off of, you know, top in my class and great ACT score and all this other stuff. Everyone expected me to succeed and I felt like I was not succeeding. So I, you know, I did come to this realization though that really education is always where my heart had been, you know, teaching others and uh, consuming knowledge, not for knowledge sake, but for the fact of it impacting people's lives. So I went into social studies and history education and fast forward, you know, through a lot of other things that happened in college that we'll talk about another day, but ended up working for this private school and helping to create this private school and then quitting that job because I wanted to have more time with my family and be closer to them and raise awesome, amazing kiddos. And I wasn't able to do that because my job was all consuming for me. So I quit that job, started my own business. And so my last day at my job uh, was in June. So it was mid-June, mid to end of June. And as of July, I'd started a blog. And so I blogged in a lot in July and August of 2012. And I was trying to just get out my thoughts and think about what business I would want to start and what it would look like. And uh, I didn't even know for sure I was going to start a business. I just knew I was starting something. I didn't even know what it would look like. And all of my posts pretty much revolved around being a mom, but also being an educator, raising girls, and all of these things that really had never bubbled to the top for me before when I had been working in my other position. And so I kind of, it kind of started to crystallize, like I'm supposed to do something with girl empowerment. I'm supposed to do something with uh, raising strong women. You know, this is, this is something that I'm supposed to be doing. And so I need to put a name to this because I feel like in order to really get the movement going, there has to be a name. And ironically, this is when a lot of uh, the business terminology came back to me because I started thinking about why do I want to raise strong women? And if you heard my podcast from yesterday, you would have heard that a lot of it was I didn't want them to deal with the insecurity issues that I dealt with a lot. And so it came to me that I didn't want them to compare themselves to other people. I wanted them to love the unique person that they were and live into that with just a fullness and a passion 
And so I, when I'm thinking about comparison, I'm thinking about what are words for comparison? What's the opposite of comparison? What are synonyms? What are antonyms? And I'm like Googling, Googling, Googling and trying to think of what that looks like. And the word benchmark came back to me. Benchmark is what companies do, as I learned in all of my business classes before I switched majors, is what companies do to compare themselves to one another. So they have financial benchmarks saying, you know, in our industry, it's normal to have X amount of um, income per capita or whatever. Or it's in our industry, it's normal to ship X amount of product per quarter those types of things. And so they could tell like, are we above the benchmark? Are we below the benchmark? Are we right there? Like, what do we need to change? And so when I started thinking about my girls, I'm like, I don't want them to compare themselves the way businesses compare themselves. I want them to be that comparison line for themselves. So the only person and the only thing they are ever benchmarking themselves against or comparing themselves to is their own self. What is it that they want to that they want to get out of life, and how they want to pursue their passions, and how they want to show up in this world with their haircut or their fashion sense or um, their creativity, whatever it looks like. I want them to be that benchmark for themselves, and so that's kind of how it was born. I played around with it a little bit. I went back and forth. I I tested it out on my husband and uh, my friend Anne. Actually, both my friends Anne, uh, whose daughters were some of the first in my programs. I asked them like, what do you think? Does this make sense? And I just kind of went with it because a couple of things occurred to me. Number one, I liked it, so yay. And it's always fun to get behind a name and a brand that you personally are invested in. And number two, if it didn't work out or if it didn't pan out, I could always change it. This was the beginning, you know, I wasn't married to this name. So be the benchmark, that's how it was born and that's the impetus behind it. And so be the benchmark is kind of like this overarching umbrella. And then now under that I have a Fierce Girls program. I have Benchmark Mod Squad. Mod stands for Mothers of Daughters. So Benchmark Mod Squad is under that umbrella. And I'm coming out soon with Benchmark 5.0, which will include online courses for moms, for daughters, and for coaches who want to have their own Fierce Girls program. So lots of fun stuff coming, but that's the story. So I would love to hear any feedback you have about that, any thoughts you have on that. Do you resonate with that word and that name, or does this like shed a lot of light on that and make it make a lot more sense? I would love to hear what you have to say. I have hair in my mouth, sorry. Uh, hope you have a great night. Until we talk again, choose your thoughts, create your life, and go out and change the world. Have a great night. So that's a wrap for tonight. I hope that you all enjoyed that portion of the story of where the name of Be The Benchmark came from. As a question that you could discuss with your daughter based on this episode, I think she might be interested to know what you majored in in college and why. It might be obvious, but I wonder if there's some secondary stories there about classes you really liked or didn't like, or uh, even professors that made you possibly double think whether or not you were in the right major. I think that might be something interesting that they would uh, find 
fascinating about their mother. So I encourage you to have that conversation tonight. But until we talk again, go choose your thoughts, create your life, and change the world. Thanks so much for listening. And last but not least, if you've enjoyed this episode or any of the Be The Benchmark podcast, I encourage you to go out and share with two or three of your friends who you think might also enjoy. Thanks so much. Mm -hmm.